This is Life at Stride Triglaun. My name is Juan Antonio López Rodríguez, but it's so long and so boring, I prefer to introduce myself as Juan López, therefore J-Lo. And people get it. Oh, yeah, look, it's like a marketing strategy. In UK, I say that in J-Lo, and in a meeting with 50 people, everybody remembers J-Lo. I had the honor and the privilege to live in the uh, Georgian part of the city, Loro Place. Now we are walking along a great Pulnip Street. Now it's very funny because when I was in Seville, in Spain, I studied, I got my degree there. Um, I studied the Crescent. <laughs> of course, it's one of the reference of the architecture of that period. And uh, it's, a, it's a very good example. So you know, and now I live here. The reason why I choose my apartment, other than to be in a Georgian house that is beautiful, is because I have three meters and a half high windows. It's a spectacular. And later the guest room is bound to the east. You know, the days that you have fog and in this three meters and a half window is spectacular. So we're going to do one of the walk that for me is uh, ideal when I have visitors because uh, you can see a very nice uh, area of the city, of the center, but immediately we go to the canals. Especially when friends of mine from Spain, Italy come, it's, it's very English. Canals, all this uh, infrastructure that were created to initially for goods, for transporting goods. And, uh, and as a result, now UK has these uh, fantastic heritage places that for walking is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Pues, um, okay, we are now here to the Sydney Gardens in Bath. Uh, it's very nice. It's crossed by the train li lines, the train tracks, and also crossed by the canals that is our destination. Follow the water. When I moved to Edinburgh, the intention in 2012 was to improve my English, to prepare my visa to go to Australia. Have you ever been in Edinburgh? There is like this mountain, there is an old volcano and there is a lake. And I went up like Mose, no? how do you say in English Moses, uh, to the mountain because I wanted to decide after two weeks, wow, this city is amazing. To be honest, I want to learn uh, English and improve my English. Perhaps UK, it could be the place to stay. So I went there and I wrote in my notebook, I always bring with me my sketchbook. So um, pro and cons to stay in the UK and alter my original plans. And after when I came back from the mountain, because I decided to stay in the UK. So I decided, man, you need to pay the bills. I, I applied for a job and I was working as a um, sales assistant in Super Dry. I really enjoyed particularly because you were talking with people, and as you can see, I'm not particularly shy. So I was loving engaging with people and talking about what they can buy or what the new lines and things like that. But there is another weird thing that I really enjoyed, and it's putting in order the t-shirts in color. You cannot imagine the pleasure to do the perfect spectrum going from infrared to blue to ultraviolet. No, seriously, and I remember the manager was fascinated, you know, that is the job for Juan. You had to put in order all this color. Later, interestingly enough, was also useful for my career because when you see how a garment is done, where is the seams, 
if the seams between in this garment particular is hidden or is double. You know, I, I was paying attention to these kind of things that, interestingly enough, later has become useful for my career. Guys, I'm completely a freak of digital technology. I define myself like an apostle of, <laughs> of digital technology because, you know, it's, it's a controversial matter in architecture, in all professions, because this fourth industrial revolution is changing everything. And there is some reluctance in the profession to embrace digital tools. And I am just the opposite. I tell people, guys, there are so many benefits, so many good things that we can get from these technologies that don't be a scam. No? But in any case, in Stride, we have a very good policy of sharing knowledge. In my particular office, I am what is called rabbit champion. And the idea is helping others and also not only helping, persuade them <laughs> to see the benefits and trying to implement things. The other thing I, I did in, in Stride and I had done is a research project. So that was uh, an additional thing that is no part of what we usually do, is not a building. It's um, a research project about the use of immersive technology during the planning process in order to improve the interaction between the stakeholders. And that was uh, an extra activity that was promoted particularly by, by the director of research and innovation in that moment. And um, it started to grow and grow, and, and even I was invited to the London Digital um, Week to talk about this initiative. Now, it's, it's very interesting to say that, you know, you in a strike alone, if you want to be there in your seat and do whatever you are told to do, you can do it. But if you have an idea, you have a passion, you, you talk and they will support you. I would like to say that I belong to a, to a generation that we have been completely... We have lived the transition without any, any kind of training. You know, I, I arrived to the university. The first year was in 1998 in Sevilla. And in that moment, just as an anecdote, it was not... It's not only that the teachers, they were saying, please don't use uh, digital tools. No, they were saying it's forbidden. You cannot submit a work digitally. And when we finish, seven years later, and I got my degree as an architect in 2005... It was not just that the advice, the advice is you should submit in digital, but they didn't give us any kind of training. So we are a generation, and I'm sure many people that was born in the 80s share with me this, a generation that we are expected to deliver something that no one taught us, because now the new architects, and you can see it, they are digitally educated. But my generation was one of the last one that was still analogic. <laughs> So analogic tools and digital tools are part of our panoply, of the pot in which you choose the, rule, the, the tool you need for doing tasks. And that is something I'm trying to convince my colleagues. Guys, when, particularly with uh, concept design, the early stage of design, is there when the people are very adamant, no, no, we only can do it with hand drawing. And I was saying, guys, 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 please don't, don't mistake tools and tasks. Concept design is a task. Hand drawing modeling 3D or modeling really or whatever, they are tools for doing the same thing. So don't take it in that way. Concept design can be done with digital tools. It's like art. Art can be done with pixels as it can be done with ink. So it's simply, but, but, the, but the task is the same, art. So is this the first step I'm trying to convince my colleague, no? because there's this prejudice. What do you think about the emotion you can feel if you enter in an immersive reality and you are working in that building 
And you have, uh, in this Im immersive visual, with your headset, you are able to change the day. And it's night, or it's raining, or it's snowing through the window, or suddenly you are changing the material. Can you not have that emotion as well? So that is what I say, technology. Again, we are trying to, to, to see or to judge digital tools with parameters that belong to another century. So, and the emotions are emotions. It doesn't matter if it is done with ink or pixels. But there is other thing more interesting for me in relation with digital tools. And is that since the Renaissance, 500 years, we are communicating our ideas, architects, with three drawings. I like to call them the three horsemen of the geometrical apocalypse. Yes, it's called plan, section, and elevation. This is, these are abstract drawings. And by that I mean is that they don't exist. You know, a plan is I cut my building horizontally and I see what is there. No one can see that in a real building. A section is the same. You cut vertically and you see the section of the building. In real life, no one can see that. So our abstraction, our partial representation of a whole that is the building. So we do a building, we collect these kind of photos, a section, plan and elevation, and people, the builders or the public, has to imagine the building. They see the plan, they see the section, and they have to imagine, they have to train themselves to understand that. But now with new digital tools, we don't need to do that because we can communicate away their ideas in their own entirety uh, as a whole. They can see them with their own eyes. Because now what, what we do in, in the OS studios is not plan section and elevation. We don't do that. That is the consequence. What we do is a 3D model, okay? It's like doing a model in reality, but digitally. And when we want to do a plan, we simply cut the building immediately, real time. And the plan is produced automatically. Section. You change whatever thing in the model, and all these visuals that in a normal project could be hundred thousand are automatically updated. That is a revolution, because allow us to focus on design. When I was working in Italy in Rome in the Opera House of Florence, we used AutoCAD. That was 2010, 2011. So that was an enormous building. So every time that we did a change in the in the plans of the of the Opera House. We needed to update hundreds of drawings. Do you imagine a, a whole office trying to catch up drawings when now with these Revit tools, that's done automatically? Not exactly. Obviously, many professionals say, that's not true. The, you know, the detail components are depend view dependent. Anyway, yes, there is some inconvenience, but it's a revolution. So for me, that's the reason uh, I say, man, the advantages are so much, man, go the extra mile because it really deserve. You can see there is these nice buildings and houses that they are facing the canal. From here, we are on the east side of the city. We are a certain level, so we can enjoy this view and the skyline of the city. You can see there St. John's, that is um, the Catholic Church. <laughs> Something I get used when I was here. No, I come from a country, everything is Catholic. So <laughs> here you have church of all what you want. No? Yes, what we can hear is just the rugby. Not so many people know that the famous planets with a funny name, Uranus, was discovered in Bath. He was a musician and he has astronomy as, um, as a hobby. So he was polishing glasses and doing telescope and from the garden, you can see the house here in Bath, he discovered it was a light that was moving. So he discovered and, and he gave the name he was trying to, to please the king and he called 
the, the planet George. You know, uh, uh, Mercurio, Venus, uh, well, I say in Spanish, uh, Earth, uh, Mars, uh, Jupiter, Saturn, and George. <laughs> Okay, but we are back here. And here again, still we have the rugby. Let me see, Bath is winning. Oh my God, come on. Well, it's been a pleasure. Also, I hope that someone can understand something of this interview because when I do videos and I publish online, I put subtitles so that I feel confident, but in a podcast. <laughs>